Mm. I want to, I feel, I want to get right into it. Like, sure. we're, we're like, we're like, right, we're like in the spot. Like, we're about to dissolve into podcasts. Like, we're yes. about <laughs> Podcast portal, ignite. <laughs> ignite. Um, so, I'm going to start off right away just saying, um, thank Hi. you. <laughs> How are you? Mm-hmm. You're good. Um, I am so grateful for you. You are such a beautiful soul and light. And um, meeting you the first time felt like like magic walked in the door. And you're just like have this brilliance around you all the time. And I'm just so grateful for you. And um, you're actually new to Santa Fe. Um, and I didn't know that you had done yoga for so long. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize... I don't know, I, but you've been actually teaching yoga for very long. Mm-hmm. Like 20 years? Mm-hmm. That, what? That, that's what you said. I'm <laughs> like, it's there. Because like, I, yeah. I had the opportunity to sit in on a class um, this last week that you were doing. And I got to like walk through, you did your practice. And it was like really special because it wasn't about yoga can feel like you're performing sometimes. Sure. And you really uh, turned it into something that was not just light-hearted but it was transformative and i'm just really grateful for all the things that you do in santa fe you have done all these different things all over the world and we can either get into that or we don't have to okay. um we we're having a conversation about well it felt like very kali yuga it felt like very like shift of consciousness mm-hmm. just before this introduction i'd really love to start there because it you're like tapped in mm-hmm. you like know what's up and it's like, it would be really cool to like swim in your consciousness to understand like, how do you see, what's your worldview? What's your, what is your practice? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sounds so good. let's yeah. dive in. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm like, yeah, oh my God, 20 years. Really? I mean, maybe it's, it's a little less than that. Cause it, that would put me at 2003. So I think it was 2005 that I started. Oh, yeah. two years off. Yeah. Two years <laughs> off. But it's, that's a long time. Like, that's that's a significant amount of time and then to just have a practice and then to stay with it i feel like sometimes you sometimes people do yoga and it's a hobby but like you made a, a, a well yoga. it's it's mine like it's me like it's, yeah. i made it mine and it's you know it's shifted in turn like i said like i i was really doing vinyasa a lot and i was really like like i loved heated yoga not bikram but like i loved doing heated yoga and all that but um for me it's like i had to move it healed me. I mean, that's how, that's how my trauma came up through years of doing yoga. And then all of a sudden spirits like you can hold this now. Mm. And then when it came back, it was, I mean, had I not had health and wealth within me and like a stability, I would have dissolved completely. I would have killed myself for sure. Wow. For sure. Wow. So it seems like it was like very much that, um, opening door into well-being yeah and and energy work and i remember even you know playing with that as a kid playing with that in middle school with my brother like he and i would always talk about i have it in my journal from like i'm like 13 talking about chakras and i'm like but what if they're what if it's the devil and like because i was very catholic he's very catholic you know but i was like but it makes sense like this feels real like i remember this like it's mm. like really it was just interesting. And then I was reading about past life regression. I read Many Lives, Many Masters in seventh grade. Like, I mean, I would go to the bookstore and it was like spirituality section. Like I would go there and just pick out books from from there. And just, you know, it was just, I feel like I came here 
not with the veil fully over me, like, at all. Like, I was yeah. really, like, already awake, but it the awakening process was even more, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It, it. We can get into that if you want to see the question, but if, if that goes there. But it was, it's like, I feel finally like I'm in my skin even more, and it's like, I have a lot to tell, so... Yeah, I'm ready to talk about it because now the world's ready to hear it. Yeah. Before it had to be such a secret. It really was. And going back to that whole duality concept of like, this is good and this is evil and you need to be careful because the devil's out to get you. Oh, and... yeah. I mean, and the devil is, I'm not going to call the devil not real. Right. But the devil is our dispossessed parts of ourselves. It's the part of our psyche that is, we have the darkness. We, we, there are things that we're drawn to that we don't want to admit. And the thing is to become a healthy, wholesome individual, we have to acknowledge. We have to acknowledge that shadow. And that's really the crux of shadow work. Yeah. It's not go in and then love your shadow and it's so amazing. And I really, it's like, I see you, I accept you. You will not, I will not give you permission mm. to rule my life, but I'm not going to disown you. I'm not mm. going to disavow you. Yeah. No, because, I mean, what are you going to do? Like Peter Pan, right? Like, he, he, you're going to become unattached to your shadow? No, you have to. It, it's, it's like um, wisdom, right? Uh, there's a verse in the, in the New Testament where it talks about being as wise as a serpent. In order to have that, those, those heightened levels of consciousness and tap into the realms and yeah. be like God, you have to be able to have your roots down into hell. Yeah. And like, tell, like, what can you tell me f from your experience of yoga practicing and things like that, where you had to navigate your shadow? Mm. Um, I mean, really, it comes back to breath work, mm. really recognizing that the breath of life is the inhale and the exhale. Wow. And if, if when, when the shadow gets heavy, the body gets heavy, the soul and spirit is trying to do its best to like hold that container. But we do, we contract and we hold our breath and the body closes in and it's a very somatic experience of shutting down. But as soon as we can remember, because then it, it requires physiologically for us to expand. Yeah. Wow. And so I think that those were, and, and actually giving myself permission to physically feel how painful it was, whatever the emotion was, if it was a memory, if it was a thought, it was like, I will feel all of this mm. so that I can feel my way through it. And the waves still crash. I mean, there's still tsunamis. There's still moments in time where I have, I'm like, oh, but there is the, the awareness of, and this is not going to last forever, is so potent and it's mm. so the anchor. So, um, and then just getting back into like, I have fingers, I have hands, I have legs. I'm When I'm breathing, okay, yeah, my body is here. So it's really, it's bringing it all together. And, you know, it could be teachings, it could be, you know, the yoga sutras, it could be, you know, getting sometimes like a quote feels really good to hear and to know that that's real. Um, but it's, it's an embodied practice. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more 
I don't like to use the word mundane in this context, but it is a lot it simpler. It is a lot more. It's a lot simpler. <laughs> it's a lot simpler and it's a lot more mundane and it's a lot more, um, like we, what I see in the journey for so many is, and, and I think it's part of the path too. I think that for some it's a requirement to seek, 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 go out, take all the courses, learn all the modalities, read all the books, do all the things. And then you like get to this moment of simplicity where you scale back and you, you really come back to yourself and you're like, it's that simple. Mm. Yeah. But it's a wave, you know, like it's, it's, and it's, it's fascinating wave and everyone gets to take it in their own way. And some are, you know, especially if they have a Kundalini awakening, that's really rapid that can create a lot, wreak a lot of havoc, you know, and especially in the psyche mm. and then knowing what to do with holding all that energy and not having anyone to mentor or walk you through it. Um, that, that it can be scary and that can turn people off to wanting to explore more, I think as well. Mm. Wow. That reminds me of this young man that I had met one time. He was going, he had just had a Kundalini awakening and he was really depressed and you know that happens pretty pretty frequently um but it was weird because it felt like very eternal when we were having a conversation and he was like looking to me for guidance and i realized that um all i was telling him is that you're correct you're right you're loved Mm -hmm. in every expression and it sounds like to me when i think about your journey and when i reflect on how uncomfortable at times it can feel moving everywhere and not having somewhere to like call home or whatever. I mean, you, we know that that's a place inside, Mm -hmm. but when I reflect on your experience, it seems like you're able to really strip away the illusion. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's taken diligence and it's taken commitment to want to want to do that because you know, of course, there's this pathway that, especially in this Western culture, especially growing up in the U.S., where we're, like, fed. There are seeds that are planted here, too, that are not necessarily healthy seeds. Mm. You know, and there's seeds of you go through education. You go to higher education. You work a job, a career. You meet another person, a another person. You build life with that person. You procreate you move through a phase, when you get old, you get sick, you can't do anything, then you die. And it's like this really limited vision of what is possible. Mm-hmm. And I often think of that image of the, um, the like chimpanzee to human, you know, like, you, you know, oh, you, yeah. and then they show the other funny one where it's like, then the person gets yeah. like this and they go inside they the computer. Like a, yeah, yeah. And they have a hunchback and they go in. And it's like, but that denotes the idea that it's linear and it's not linear and there are things that are happening in our bodies now if we're willing to detox on so many levels that means that our supernatural capacity might not look like that for others like you know people be like oh you don't look your age i'm like what does that mean what do you mm, mean by that yeah what is that yeah you know and and um what am i willing to you know, granted, I didn't follow the path. Like, I, I, partnership is a deep desire of mine, but I had to, for whatever reason, my soul had to take a path where I've had many 
beloves, you know, beloved people that maybe didn't turn into romance, maybe didn't turn into that, but they were deeply connected emotional relationships that brought up my shadow, showed me where I needed to heal, yeah. show me, you know, whatever it may be. And it's like, I even feel it's important to strip back the illusion of the labels we put on what a relationship is mm. and what, what we expect from the other, mm. whoever the other might be, and really becoming, you know, self-reliant, self-sufficient, and recognizing as a human we have basic needs that can only be met through the other. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there, that's, that brings up so much for me because it seems like... Um, there's this, especially in Western culture, um, like you're not going to be able to um, find out who you really are unless you live with a partner or, you know, it's like it's weird. Like there's like this weird like things like, oh, you're you don't become real until you're engaged in some sort of romantic partnership. Sure. And then but it, the reality is that it's a lot more communal than that. It's a lot more. It's not just. Yeah. And and and, you know, even working with trauma and helping people heal you can get to a point where you're like, I'm healed. I've, I've healed that. And then they meet someone who fits all of the categories and everything. And they're, they're like, oh, and then they get activated and they're like, oh my God, I, but I already went through this. And it's like, actually, no, 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 no. It's like, this is a gift because this means that you did enough that you were ready to meet the other who was going to mirror, who was going to activate and that's where the deep healing, what can you do? What can you sustain in the, in the, the partnership that's going to allow you to move through? Because the whole Hollywood, the whole Disney idea has been so disruptive and so painful. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that there is a bliss state that you can reach when there is a match that is yours mm-hmm. because you have both traversed your path enough that your mission is not as simple as just like we're gonna we're gonna be together and have kids. It's like we have something to bring into the world. Wow, yeah. You know, and that's like that concept, you know, and we could get the whole concept of twin flame and, you know, soulmates and all like I just I just know that we have so many soulmates, like and those soulmates meet us on different levels and different capacities and it's like when there's resonance, you're like, we know each other and it's like great. And then that opens up the whole can of worms about quantum timelines. And then like, is this, are we that somewhere else right now at the same time? Or like, what's happening? And like, you can just go batshit crazy going down that rabbit hole. But it's still, it's, I think it's exciting because I don't want to be limited to one thing, you know, and maybe that's my Venus and Gemini. I don't know. But it's like, there's still, um. If there's a softening that can happen when you start to fulfill yourself in ways that you don't expect the other to do that and then you get really surprised when the other starts doing that yeah it's like you begin to fill these archetypes that you didn't even know you were capable of sure you thought you were one thing but you're actually i like this uh I, i've been saying this a lot lately um you're all things to all people and it's it's so freeing to have the experience to um show up as many different things like, I feel like um, whenever we are working with someone on a spiritual level and we're, like, trying to change that paradigm, especially with our language, you're expressing how it's, like, it's all spiritual, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're, like, have that intention with somebody, it, it seems like um, they have a 
perception of what that will look like, but it always ends up being something completely different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Shit. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you think that, you know, for example, when I was, do we, are we starting or we, will we keep talking or are we recording or what are oh, we we're recording. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Um, but, um, like when I was in Thailand, so we get a lightning strike that hits me in bed and lifts me up and throws me on the floor and I can't even hear my own voice. It's like a disembodied scream. And I mean, this was a huge thunderstorm. That's huge. I'm like, wait, hold on. Let's okay, back up. Let's back, okay, let's back up. Let's back All right. Oh, so wait. picture it. Thailand, 2021, <laughs> December 1st, huge thunderstorm, like Jurassic Park, the islands quaking. Coco the dog that I, she's a stray dog that I love dearly and she crying outside. So I let her in. She goes under the bed. I go back to sleep and the lightning struck under my house, came up through, um, it blew out everything under the house, all of the electrical wirings Mm -hmm. and the house next door, but there was no one in it. And then came through the wall, blew out the socket. I, I came in bed, it lifted me up like a defibrillator. I lifted up and then threw me on the floor, but I screamed. There was a white, the brightest white light. It was so loud. And then my voice felt like it was miles away. Mm-hmm. And then I heard, this is a reset. And I got on, I was on the floor and then, and then everything just stopped. It got really quiet. Coco came out from under the bed. She was shaking. I was shaking. I was super pale. I didn't really understand what happened, but I, but I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we co-regulated. I was holding her and then I was like, Okay, I think I was just struck by lightning, but it wasn't like a strike, like a bolt. Right. It, because I would have that would have killed me. But then there's something in physics called the Faraday cage, and because my bed was a wooden platform, it's probably preventative. So I imagine if I had had eyes open and I could have seen energy in that way, that it was almost like the whole thing just was like, and it was just this like ball of energy, and the impact of that is what lifted me and threw me. And, um, you know, after that, I had a good few days where I would love to call it samadhi. I would love to call it as that space of no thought. But there was still, of course, the thought of like, is my heart okay? Like, Mm. am I okay? And I was really freaked out about it. And then I went to see a friend later that day. And she's like, you know, I had a feeling someone got struck. Was it about nine o'clock? And I, of course it was you. I knew it was someone that yeah. she had also been struck 10 years earlier. And um, so there was this period where I was sitting in my garden and the sun, you know, was speckling through and there was still like water droplets and, you know, the, 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 all of the birds were going and the, the roosters were crowing. And I just sat there and I thought, huh, I wonder what's going to happen now. You know, like wonder what this means. And I had electrical currents run through my spine for about 10 days on and off and it felt like kundalini surges but it would hurt like i would jam up like that and and i'd have to like loosen my neck and my shoulders um but then in meditation after that i kept hearing like over and over again go back to your roots go back to your roots go back to your roots and i'm like well i'm not going back to pennsylvania i don't want to live there that's not what that means um, but I knew I had to come back to the U.S. And somehow the Southwest, Santa Fe, you know, Arizona was like what was like really strong. And if I think of indigenous roots, perhaps of my deep desire to be back in to that connection with the land, maybe that was it. 
But um, of course, I kept. I also kept hearing he's waiting for you. So I'm like, oh, finally, finally, I'm gonna meet him. You know, where the hell is he? You know, mm. and. But here we are, ten months later, and like it doesn't necessarily have to be a him, a he, mm. a person, a thing. It's like. What what was what has been waiting for me, and what I have been inviting in is whatever processes I've been going through which have been calling upon parts of me that I had forgotten, that had been latent, that had been asleep, that I had been too afraid to be really bold about. Mm-hmm. And also accepting that everyone I meet is another me. Everyone I meet is there to teach me something as much as I'm there to share when there is an open-heartedness. Because I know when my heart shuts down, when I'm in a state of shutdown, which can be as a result of overwhelm, which can be uh, needing needing to process because I need a lot of alone time for that. And, and for speaking human design, you know, I'm a projector and I need a lot of that time to oh. not be stimulated. Yeah. And then in those moments is when the ideas come through. But, you know, going back to when we talk about, well, what keeps you anchored? It's like, oh my gosh, sometimes I'm like, weeping on my yoga mat I don't mm. I want to be in shavasana I don't want to even be doing anything mm. but um, I mean there's I think there is something to be said when people say I just want to know what I'm supposed to do I just want to be, like I want that aha moment I want that like lightning bolt moment mm. and I think that if we continue to move in a way that is not in alignment with our highest truest version of ourself we know that deep down when we're not doing it and there will come a time where we will have an external something happen. Yeah. It might not be a lightning strike. I don't think that's necessary, <laughs> but it might be, you know, losing the job, the divorce, the losing all your money, you know, these things that as a human feel so astronomically mm. painful, Yeah. but they are catalysts for us to go into the void and then, come out you know all the cliches you know the butterfly has to go into mush once it's in the cocoon so the imaginal cells and i love that word i just love that that's what they're called imaginal cells. i didn't know that oh well a little bit of new thing they're called imaginal cells and the imaginal cells are what is within the the, the blueprint right the dynamic of this being that will come online once it's mushy and say okay and now it's it rebuilds and then you know, it is a miracle. It becomes a butterfly. It starts it has wings. It was something that only crawled, mm. completely dissolves into mush, and then comes out and then ha- takes flight. Wow. So how powerful is that? A metaphor for rebirth, regeneration with, you know, new life. And of course it comes in spring, you know, when there's all this blossoming. Um, but those moments where we hit rock bottom, where we do go into mush, where we feel like absolutely there is nothing that can take the pain. There is no one who's going to understand. There is absolutely no way that anyone's ever felt the pain the way we feel it. Mm. You know, I think I feel very emotional about it. I feel like that's Mm. when, that's when we incite our God spark. Like that's when we are catalyzed into our divinity because that's when the imaginal cells go, okay, let me get to work. Yeah. Let me help you rebuild into the most magnificent version of who you are. And, you know, 
I think the part that we get pissed about <laughs> is that that's not just a one-time thing. No. It's a constant process of death, birth, rebirth, death, birth. We go through the cycle and even physically like our cells go through apoptosis, which is cell death. You know, it's cell suicide. It's like cells know when their job is done and when they're not needed anymore and they die. And then new ones come online. I mean, that's the magic of this human technology that we forget about. We forget Mm. that we're not just this brain that's constantly thinking its way through solutions. Our body is also in response to that. Our body is, our organs are doing what they do on their own. Yeah. You don't have to think about your hair growing and your heart beating. Right? You don't have to say, okay, lungs, let's plug in, you know, how many beats per minute, how many breaths per, you know, and that's why, you know, I guess this is leading into this concept of people having, you know, the the movement of the singularity, the movement of artificial intelligence, the, the, the fear that this artificial intelligence is going to take over human creativity it's going to take over humanity and it's like yeah and that's incredible that ai is here to serve purposes that will support us to build and create it's a co-creation when it's not a co-creation of course just as in anything is when it becomes war yeah and um i i i I don't necessarily have fear of it I just think to be mindful of knowing that what is my job and if I'm giving up my sovereignty and giving up my agency consistently handing it over to something that can do it then that will be soul loss that will be soul death that will be yeah yeah in the same way that you can't have someone else's enlightenment nope yeah and um to me artificial intelligence is just another voice at the table it's another, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, what are we going to do with it? And we've already, the funny thing is, is like, we, we always fear these things that are coming. And it's like, uh, we've been like for 40 years now, probably longer. Like there's like, what's a machine, right? Yeah. What's the printing press, the Gutenberg press, like yeah. our machine, you know, yeah, yeah. we can call that artificial intelligence, you know, and it yeah. made books. Thank God, you know, oh, yeah. we don't have to sit there and scribe out <laughs> shit all the time, know. you know, like. <laughs> All those carpal tunnels, I feel like all those medieval paintings, they're like, oh, like, you know, they're all kind of crooked and like, you know, like all that ink and dipping. And, um, <clears throat> but I also think that there's something unique about, um, there's a play that's when I, when I was living in Guatemala and I used to teach, I was teaching middle and high school and, uh, for our, I think the seniors in high school, the theme was like, how do we know what we know? That was the essential question for the whole year. Mm. And everything revolved around that. And all the books we read and <clears throat> questions and writing we did. So I had them read this play from 1920 by an, a Czech writer named Karl Čapek. Mm. And it's called R-U-R. And it stands for Rossum's Universal Robots. Mm. So Čapek was the one who coined the term robot. And that's also like a pretty cool thing. Like 1920, we've got this word and it's in literature. And the story is, you know, we don't have to get into the whole premise, but it's an island. There's, um, it's mostly men. There's one female character, which I found fascinating because if you want to proliferate, proliferate the the human race, you you gotta have a womb, and, uh, yeah. and this woman, she's not gonna be breeding for all these guys. But anyway, <laughs> and so robots had basically taken over, and they were in charge of everything, and they did everything. So humans were like, hey, you know, let's just hang out, yeah, you know, like fine wine, fine wine, yeah. you know. But there was a scientist named Almquest, which when you really 
get to the roots of that word soul alma mm. you know in spanish but like latin you know we've yeah. got and quest right this quest for the soul and mm. um he started to fiddle with the robots and, and created a soul for them and when he created the soul for them was when the rebellion began which is when the robots were like we're not your slaves what are you doing mm. we don't want to do this anymore yeah. and so even in all of the sci-fi and all of the, you know, fantasy novels, all the writers, anything that's out there in 1984, you know, all this stuff, Brave New World, we've always been kind of in this space of like, what the what if, what if we give up our agency, what, and then also holding really tightly to it and not yeah. letting others come in and support. So it's really fascinating. I have no idea where we, how we got there, but... <laughs> yeah, we rode some kind of a wave into, I think, creativity. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, um, so I just had this conversation with someone else on the podcast, and he's a faith leader. Okay. And so, like his his whole thing too is like how skeptical he is of the whole situation because the thing about like producing art or producing any kind of uh, like articles or any kind of free thought. And off having that to something else or someone else, however you want to look at it, it's like completely strips the creativity and it like puts you into a state of mind where it might be like catatonic almost. Sure. I, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you overcome that? And so like my rebuttal to that, and then I want to see where you go with this is, um, it feels like, um, as oftentimes with humans, we know that we like do extremes like pretty, our pendulum swings yeah, we, we pendulum. <laughs> and so it feels like the pendulum swings so far this way that it's like okay well this is our idea of what perfection is and this is our idea of what being absolutely truthful or honest or whatever it is and then being able to be like oh and there's our humanity mm-hmm. so it's like it's weird because i feel like um Pancha mama like manifested artificial intelligence like i just i just feel that way because i think that it offers us an experience where we can now create something in our image oh that's interesting and i think that also kind of comes into the concept there was if i recall because it's been you know i studied that play in grad school and then taught it many years ago but there was this i think one of the arguments that came around that was like what does it mean to play god like what it Mm. what and it goes back to, well, if I believe that I am a divine being, my thoughts manifest things. I'm in constant creation. You're in constant creation. Yeah. We're creating right now as we speak. We're abracadabra, you know, we're yeah. speaking spells into the world as we go. Um, and, well, and I, and I also think that there is technology that we had forgotten, um, even with our bodies, even recognizing what, you know, let's use our God-given gifts of um, telepathy, right? Or healing touch. Or healing touch. And I can't explain to people why, you know, yes, I was, you know, initiated into Reiki over many years of different modalities of that or different, sorry, lineages of that. But I don't subscribe to using symbols or calling upon anything ever. And I never did, even when I was attuned to Reiki, you yeah. know? So, um, but I knew from the time I was a little girl, even holding animals or in my mind, I was always, I would always think I'm, I'm sending healing to you. Like it would just always be an innate sense. When my friends were crying on the playground, I remember I'm going, I need to hug them. I need to touch them. I need, I need something in my touch wow. is 
doing something. So I don't know where that came from, but I also know that we all have that capacity. We're born with our clairsentience, our clairgustience, our claircognizance, all of the clairs, you know, these gifts, which in Christianity or in biblical terms or even in, you know, Kabbalah, you know, with the mystical Judaism and everything, there, there, there is discussion of these spiritual gifts. Yeah. And it just kind of got, I guess this word sounds kind of harsh, but like bastardized a bit. It did. Because of New Age uh, understanding and like weaving into that. And it, again, let's go back to, it's really more simple than that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't have to manipulate it. You don't have to manipulate it. You don't have to like call it into being you know it's intention everything comes from intention and i then that's why shamanism is is, the, is something that i most resonate with because it's really about intention it's really about direct relationship direct connection to all that is mm-hmm. and if my hands want to harm they will harm yeah. if my hands want to heal they will heal yeah. and but i am not the healer of anyone else I am the activator of holding enough to remind the other that they can heal. Yeah, I just had a conversation with the Reiki master about that. And it kind of put things in... I See, I know that, and then I forget it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I am just creating a archetype inside of them by holding that frequency inside myself. Mm-hmm. You're allowing that archetype to thrive inside of them, rather. Exactly. And, of course, it gets more nuanced than that, too, because, you know, when we work with the psyche, there are, in fact, I mean, there's so many layers of our healing. There is physical healing. There is nutritional healing. You know, there is spiritual healing. There's energy healing. And there's psychological healing. And there are people who are more adept at being able to hold that. And that needs to also be acknowledged, that while we all have all of the the gifts, some gifts are more ripe in others and that's because that is their pathway for what they need to to support others in um and and it's like it does bring away the concept of comparison because it's not about your it's not a hierarchy Mm. it's not you're better because you're this or you're that but it's like oh i can walk this path because i walked it for myself and then there were certain things that i had to learn and train in as well some of them are natural and some of them are reminders, I feel, is a big thing. So, um, mm. and I, I, it's really about community. It's connection. It's, 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 it's relearning how to truly connect. Mm. I think, and I think perhaps that has been lost a lot because there's been so much distraction. Yeah. And then I feel like... Um, <sighs> in a land in in North America or just the United States I don't I can't I don't know about Canada and places like that but it feels like because of the culture is like such a blending that nothing's one thing anymore so like I I was trying to get at this yesterday and I was reminded of how accessible that has made it but also like um people aren't sticking to like a practice or or that or like these nutritional the nuance part of healing they're not sticking to just one thing and and really consistency is kind of there i mean the reason why a tree is so beautiful is because it's a tree 
Mm. It's consistently a tree. If it decided it wanted to be a rock, we'd be like, how inconsistent of you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's like we do these things with ourselves. And sometimes I think it's just like, oh, I'm learning so much that I just want to incorporate everything. But in doing that, we kind of forget how simple it is just to have a wholesome meal. Right. And then we're like, oh, well, now I need to do this. To It's like a, I'm going to get that goodie. Yeah. It's like the constant carrot dangling. And, and especially in the United States that we've been get to the finish line. Um, you gotta learn it all. You gotta, you gotta get it all because it's going to run out. Mm. So kind of the scarcity mentality. And then also, you know, driven by distraction because it's, it's the paradox of choice. Wow. When there's so many choices, I can't pick anything. And I actually, I wrote a poem and in the, the poem there was a line that said if you don't choose something you'll be distracted by everything wow and of course we want to you know choose yourself choose yourself but what does that even mean in sticking with something because i mean even on instagram it's like everyone's there's everyone's a mouthpiece everyone's talking everyone's sharing so much information and it it is information overload we can only absorb so much and, and it's almost, um, it, it's, it's like the idea of the smorgasbord of healing where it's like, I'm going to go to the Amazon and do ayahuasca for 21 days. And then I'm going to go to this workshop for breathwalk for, for two weeks. And then I'm going to go do yoga training. And then I'm going to go, um, sit with this healer. And then I'm going to go do sound training. And then, and it's like, but there was no pause in between any of that. So there's no integration. There's no chance to actually feel like what's going to land. It's going to stick. It's a constant excavation. It's like digging in to the bag and being like, oh, I got to get to the bottom. What's in this bag? You know? And yeah. then you're, you're throwing away beautiful things yeah. that, that you, that, whoa, where was that shirt? I really like diamonds that shirt. All those diamonds and rubies, you know, and like, you know, huge, beautiful things. And you threw it out because the pressure and the, the propelling energy of more, more, more really takes away from being held in simplicity and being held in knowing that everything you need will come to you in the exact right moment. You don't have to seek it out. You don't have to go force it to happen. Or, You know, this, this is a really, I think, neutrality. It comes back to neutrality again. I think that's the highest order of emotional intelligence is to allow ourselves to come to neutrality, which means that even in a painful situation, you it's not that your inner critic doesn't come up and that you know you do witness it but you're able to see that the value will come in time you don't have to force it to be good like when something bad happens and, oh that happened for a reason or um you, your soul chose that or silver lining it, it really you know the spiritual bypassing in that is harmful or even yeah. and and dare i say i mean this has been a personal experience for me someone I love very much in my life and I deeply want this person to see me and actually ask me how I'm doing and listen for the response but instead placates it band-aids it and says well I'll pray for you hmm. yeah. and it completely invalidates the fact that I'm like I really just want to express this I just want you to hear me in it yeah. um, and so you know it's always being mindful of the things that we use to cover up and make it better when there really is no better or worse but we can't 
force our way into neutrality and we can't force our way into um, any of it. It's just acceptance. Wow. Yeah, that's, I think that um, I have a personal theory where I think that Jesus was able to heal the way that he did was because he saw them as whole. He didn't see them as broken. Yeah, and so and it's and so that means that whenever someone comes and shares their story, you show up as you are, mm-hmm. and you listen. Yeah, and that's really what holding space is. And actually, I had, I had on my hike this morning. I was thinking about Jesus, and I was like, like I wonder what that was like, because I believe he was very human. I believe he. I oh mean, yeah. He cried he snot coming out of his nose you know punched things through tables you know who knows what you know got angry you know said things but i think perhaps the challenge was that because he had such a capacity to hold so much that it that others never took the time to say what do you need Hmm. what do you need what what's hurting right now and what can I do to support that? And I'm using this maybe in the sense that there's a lot of times that people think people who have their shit together or who are in positions of being able to support don't need anything. Hmm. And so it's um, like it's so basic, that question. And I know that question over over the years, even when I would ask my students when I was an educator, when I ask my clients, you know, if they're in a state of real deep angst, you know, we'll breathe and I'll say, well, what do you need right now? And when the answer is, I don't know, that's our entry point. Mm. And that's often we would use tapping. You know, I don't know what I need right now. I have no idea what I need right now. I don't know what I need. I have no idea. I don't know what I need. Mm. And moving through all the points and tapping on that and then Somehow it's like the cave dwelling opens and then it's like, oh, I really need someone to ask me what I need. Well, so you do know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's magic. I think it's magical. And I think that, you know, if I could take it back to Jesus, it's like, you know, he, he, he was maybe wanting to be more human than people gave him permission to be. I know. I know. I'm like, everybody wants to be like God. Those people got kicked out. You know? They, like, <laughs> I'm like, but God wanted to be human. Yeah. That's so powerful. Like, that's so, um, what, what makes us so worth the while, what makes this experience so beautiful and extraordinary is that it's ordinary. Yeah. And, and then when we learn how much magic we can create in the ordinary, it's like, oh, and I, you know, I always joke about how, I don't know what goes, I don't know where the place is that we're all hanging out as souls or when we're disembodied and we're not in a body, like what we're doing, you know, if we're flying on shooting stars or who knows, I'd love it to be like this really big magical place. But, um, like I picture like we go in and, and there's this dude, he's got like a, a chart and he's like, okay, so you're, you're going to be going back in uh, four days, so would you like to just, you know, here's our list of uh, experiences, would you like to choose some? And then, you know, some of us are like, oh, like, deep physical pain, eh, you know, like, you know, yeah. abuse, eh, eh, you know, like, yeah. you know, eh, eh, all these things we want, and then, you know, I'm really wealthy, I'm a movie star, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. but then there's some of us that are like, oh, I'm just in a hurry, can we expedite the process, and then we hit the, like, check all box. Yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> and then everything, and then the next thing you know, they hit the button, and, you're, yeah. and then we come in like, wait, 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 you know, and then we totally forget. That's why we come out crying. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah no, we're like weeping. Like, we're like, what? It was so warm in that little bubble. And, um, you know, and then we just get to have that. And it's like, you know, what if we're, people, we're just scrambling to get back here because of this, like, planet, this experience, this, like, magnificence what if we are scrambling what if there's you know they're just jealous that they're not down here they're like man you know why does she keep bitching about not having a house like you know <laughs> this is amazing what she's doing is amazing and yeah. i want to be there to support her and um but it, but it's you know we can't sugarcoat it it gets hard it does get hard it can and and i think that the importance is um, taking that with the stride as well, like being joyful for those moments and also allowing yourself to feel the emotion of... Feeling it. Anger sad, and pain and sad and, you know, and I, you know, there's been many times where I've, you know, I feel like I cry and I'm like, you can take me now. Like, I'm ready to go. Mm. I really, like, don't want to, this is just really heavy and hard. I don't want to do this. And it's always just like, okay. When it's time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Soon. I'll get back to you I'll soon. I'll get back to you, you know, and then another year, another two, another ten, and, you know, yeah. it, it's really, and then I guess this all culminates in gratitude and how to have that attitude of gratitude, how to, how to really feel gratitude for, you know, I think, you know, like little things like when I was out, well, usually when I'm out in nature and it's like in the juniper tree. I just wanted to hug it, and I ran up on this trail, and it was just one juniper, and I was just like, I just want to hug this tree, and I just like hugged it, and I was standing there, and I just felt so much love for this juniper tree, and it, it was the first time I was able to really able slide through the perception, mm. of it, of it's a being, it's not yeah. a tree, it was, oh wow, we're meeting in this space, and, the message was so clear, and it was like you don't know how protected you are, mm. and you. Don't Right. It was like the both and. Yeah. You're protected and you don't need protection. Mm -hmm. And whatever it is that's meant to happen will happen because you're ready for it. And um, that gratitude for, you know, interspecies communication, connecting with animals, connecting with plants, connecting with the elements, sometimes feeling like I'm having a thought that just really needs to go and then the wind picks up and I'm like, you know like did you know i needed to carry that away from me you know interesting yeah. yeah yeah we're all a lot more in touch i think than we like to pretend that we are um we're gonna start wrapping up but um i feel like there was something that you touched on and um it was something about what you were just saying about um oh not just gratitude, and that can become very, like, I know I'm supposed to be grateful, but also, like, in the same way how we started this conversation is, like, you can trust your body to grow hair follicles and mm. beat its heart and everything. It's, like, you can also trust um, not just the process of your own life, but also the other people in your life that they're on a similar path, on the same path, really. It's just a parallel existence. And that um, the people that you need to strengthen you when you're at a low are gonna arise yeah. when you need them to. Absolutely. And 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 whatever whatever need can manifest out of whatever pain or struggle that we're having, there's always gonna be an equal and opposite force to arise with it. 
And it's in in those moments where you. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a beautiful humming. Uh, there was a beautiful hummingbird just like hovering outside of the window. That's special. That's very special. Okay, um, but it's also knowing that in the moments when we feel alone, that loneliness, mm-hmm. that is the invitation to really go even deeper. And there are moments where we, it does feel like everything almost got suctioned away from us. You know, whether it be uh, work, you know, there's no income coming in, there's no friends calling, there's no, it's like, huh? Again, leaning into that. What is this reason for this, mm-hmm. this solitude? Did I require it and didn't know it? So I actually manifested that creation mm-hmm. so that I could be with me or... Or is there something in me that's blocking and not willing to see what is there waiting for me? Mm. So it's like that false, that lie, <laughs> that yeah. there is the alone and loneliness. And, um, you know, and I, I, I do believe there is this balance between spiritual and human, humanity. It's, you know, and I wrote a poem about this too. It's called Anthropos, which is fully human and fully divine. Wow. Really being both. Yeah, because we are both. Because we are both. Wow. That's so... I love you so much, Maura. I love Maura. you too, Dave. I'm so grateful that, you know, I stumbled upon you within my first few weeks here. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. I know. I feel like um, you told me it's been eight months. Well, we're going into seven. Okay. That I've been yeah. here. But I was counting how many but times I've been like back to the U.S. seven yeah. lifetimes. Sure. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like I've been through seven lifetimes in those seven months. That's yeah. for sure. I, I didn't realize how... Um, close your um lightning experience was to this moment i didn't realize it was like recent like you just had that oh yeah it was 2021 yeah very end of the year yeah that's wild like i feel like we're right where we need to be and i just i'm so grateful for you and you feel eternal you feel like ageless you feel like incredible (laughs) like a like twin flame or you know something in that matter but um, I just... Could I be like a sequoia tree? Like the great redwoods? The redwoods? <laughs> yes, yes. We're all one. We're all rooted. Land whales? I love that. That's yeah. a, magical. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything before um, we end? Is there anything that you'd like to say? Is there anything alive for you? or? Want? I feel like I want to read a poem. Read a poem. Okay. I gotta figure out... Which one it is? Oh, you're so special. Okay. Oh, we also have some healing 741 hertz playing. (laughs) (laughs) Or usual. Uh, You know, just. You know, you're home when uh, the person is playing (laughs) some sort of hertz on their. (laughs) That's what home feels like. That's what home feels like. Um, So, to. Oh, this is always tricky to think about which one we'll call. Um, is there any theme that you feel would culminate this? And then I can see which poem might most resonate Just with it. go with it. Just, I think the one that you clicked on was good. Oh, I just clicked on the, the whole manuscript. So I have oh, the whole manuscript. Oh, cool. Just read the whole manuscript. Yeah, just, <laughs> just start. All right, everyone. We've got uh, 75 <laughs> pages and uh, we'll begin now. Um, Okay, so I'll let you choose. I'll give you two that um, either stone, stone talismans or contrast. Contrast. All right, so let's go to contrast and see what that takes, where that takes everyone. 
parts as a contrast. Chiaroscuro dances with shadow and shade, and eventually the light peeks through. Mm. We are emptied as the sky with the impending storm, wind pushing across the edges of our togetherness, seeking to stretch the separation. We are boats at harbor, unable to move. We float and trust that the rocking that comes from the depths of our awakened sea monsters within will reach the surface. They will express themselves, transmute, transform, and transfigure. There is a stillness in this body. It gathers warmth from the belly and rides the breath through the channels of awareness into the blood of aliveness. Hold me now as the world burns. Gather me in your arms as the formidable thunder sings to the lightning to crack us open. A reset. In our rawness, we grasp for the edges of our knowing with the hope of sewing our pieces back together. The contrast of wholeness and emptiness, the contrast of completion and starting over. Just for now, let us stand naked before creation. Just for now, let us create all that we thought we couldn't breathe into being. Mm. Wow. That kind of covered the theme. That was it. Like, that and that was, was it. very mystical. Like, it was like not just one thing, it was contrast. It was the contrast. It was the lightning. It was breathing. It was being in the body. It was all that. Wow. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, past, past self. Yeah, past self. <laughs> That was beautiful. Oh my goodness. I'll put um, all your links in the description and we can um, hopefully give people a way to connect with you if they feel so inspired. I would love that. Even just if you want to send an email, if you want to send a message. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Thank you for this opportunity and for it was a really lovely conversation. <laughs> it was. I know we always have very internal. Yeah. I'm like, let's just keep a mic around us. Yeah, let's just. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> it's also juicy. You never know what gems are gonna come from this. <laughs> hmm, I know. We had so many. Well. Okay. I actually can't even remember everything. So <laughs> we just. We, we touched it all. We all did. of it. It was we awesome. It. it was perfect. I love it so much.